Well, good morning again. Welcome to Shelter Daily in His Word. It's a joy again to be able to just come and share our time together. We had a wonderful time yesterday. Uh, we were able to give away 1,500 cases of food. Uh, that's just hard to imagine. Uh, the Lord just worked out so many details for that. People came from all over the community, churches, pastors, food pantries. Uh, we were able to, I, I just am so thankful to the way the Lord uh, blessed and, and just helped us to help other people. So for all of you that came out, thank you for coming out. For all those of you that helped us, there were so many people here. I, and I, when I say so many people here, I mean, we kept our social distancing. We wore our masks and everything like that, so people were there. But, uh, you know, we, but everything was good. And I'm just so thankful for the way the Lord ministered and moved in, that, uh, in the need there. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for making it, making it what it was. And uh, if we find out uh, any more things like that, I, you know, one of the things I asked the Lord uh, for us as a church, because, you know, we were trying to find our place in all that's going on with all the different events and things. And I, I thought, God, you know, uh, we're not a big church. We don't have a lot, but what can we do? And it was amazing how the Lord just opened a door. And I really appreciate, I have a good friend that I'm connected with that has enabled us and uh, through uh, the Tradewinds uh, company, um, and I'm just doing a shout out for them. That what a great group of people. Listen, if you uh, uh, know anything about Tradewinds, they're just a great group of people that uh, do a great service for our community in the area and the region. And uh, really appreciate all that they do there. Uh, Rich Arnold, a uh, very good friend of mine, part of our church. He's been a part of Jubilee Worship Center for a number of years. Uh, he and I go way back in the day. Uh, just appreciate him so much and, and him th always thinking about our church and it gives us the ability to be able to connect to other people so again I'm just so thankful I just praise God and I just pray God's blessing on uh, on the different companies Cisco was one of the company that brought the the, the stuff in and uh, they were able to get it out of the truck for us we didn't even have to do that they helped us with that it was just so just a, what a blessing and so I'm glad that we were able to bless everyone and I hope that you benefit from it as well well let's go to the Lord in prayer we're going to begin. Uh, today's lesson is going to be living out his love. And it's probably going to be a two, maybe even a three-part lesson that we're going to do. We're just kind of depending on how things go and the time frame that we have. But uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And let's just ask God to touch us today. And whatever your need is this morning, uh, just, just know this. We're joining with you in believing God to minister. Uh, there's many people's lives have been affected by this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 uh, that, that uh, personally, my own, my own personal family has been affected by it. I have a cousin who lost her husband because of the COVID-19. So I know what that's like. I know what it is to have to deal with that because uh, it hits home when it, with your own family. And uh, she right now is struggling with it. And uh, I'm just asking the Lord to touch her and, and move upon her, not just touch her physically, but touch her spiritually as well, that God would save her. So would you join with me in prayer as we pray, not only for her and for the families, but other families around the region and people that are dealing with this uh, firsthand, that God will move. So Father, thank you today on this wonderful Tuesday that you provided for us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity just to share together. I pray your blessing over our time today. Let the word of the Lord just minister to hearts. And Father, I just ask you to reach down today upon those who are struggling, those who are in need, 
Father, I pray today that you'll move upon their hearts and bless them. And, and God, that uh, families like my own, Lord, who is going through a difficulty because of a loss, because of the virus, Lord, it, it, it has gone on for too long. And Lord, we're just asking for relief. We're asking you, God, to bring peace. We're asking you, God, to strengthen hearts. And Lord, that the word of the Lord today will just touch hearts in a very special way. God, as we just join together today and worship and praise and honor your name, and we'll give you thanks for it right now. Amen. Amen. Well, let's talk about living out his love this morning as we go to the word of the Lord. If you have your Bible and you want to join with me, you're welcome to. First uh, John chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. This is what it says. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments. And we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. All right, let's also look at 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, so let's, uh, let's talk about this just for, for a moment. You know, I, I want you to notice some things here. First of all, I want you to notice in verse 4, we have overcome the world. This doesn't, uh, it's not just because, uh, you know, we overcome. No, it's because we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See? So overcoming is based upon whether or not we believe that Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. All right? That's really important. Now, if the Word of God is true, then we are, in fact, world overcomers. And why does it appear that there are times then when we fail to receive? Why is, why is there those moments? Why do you have those moments in your life? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, if the Word of God is true, we are overcomers, then why is it sometimes we don't feel like that? What's going on? What's really happening to us? Well, when I think of the excellent way in which Christ loves us, and his willingness to express his love to us by going to Calvary. Uh, you know, this past weekend we, we talked about that because that's what Easter's all about. You know, he died on Friday and then he rose again on, on Sunday. Um, you know, it becomes clear that God's desire for us is excellence. Now, he longs for us to walk in excellence, to live in excellence, to be all that he wants us to be in every area of our life. And above all, we should live our lives with, in such a way that his love is revealed in our witness uh, through uh, living out our lives as messengers of God and uh, messengers of the good news and that we uh, you know, are to go into a gener this generation with healing, with words of healing and words of life. That's, that's what we're called to do. It, when you read Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, and watch this, and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now here's the reason Jesus could do what he did was because God was with him. God was with him. Now if we walk in the same way, according to the word of God, if we walk in the same way, then we have the same promise that God will be with us. I don't know about you, but man, that, that, that sure touches my heart. That sure speaks to me. Man, if I, if I do what Jesus did, live the way Jesus lived, then I know that God will be with me. There will be noticeable changes in my life that show that God is with me. You know, you can experience the excitement of serving uh, the God that promises He'll be with us and work through us. Did you know that? Think about that. You can still li you can live out the very thing that Jesus said could happen. In fact, He even said things like this: "Greater works will you do because I go to the Father." That's amazing to me. Now, when I look at Zephaniah chapter three, Zephaniah, there's a there's a book in the Bible that most people don't read out of, but the book of Zephaniah in the Old Testament. Chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God, the Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Now, I don't know about you, but man, that comforts my heart when I think about the, the mighty one, the God of gods, the King of glory is in the midst of those who are with us. He's right here in our midst. He's moving in our midst. In fact, notice what he says. He will rejoice over us with gladness. He will quiet us with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Can you imagine God himself singing over your life and mine? Think about that. You know, Jesus is not our problem. Now I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Jesus is not our problem. In fact, he is the problem solver, all right? He solves the problem. We fail too many times in the arena of faith. Jesus wants us on the top. It, dis, it really, you know, it brings displeasure to him whenever we waver in our faith. So think about it from this perspective. If God wants us on top, how are we supposed to live our lives? Well, the Bible says we live our lives to please God. That's what we're supposed to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. God was displeased with most of them, speaking of Israel in the wilderness, and he even destroyed them. Why? Why? Why was the Lord displeased with them? Because of the way that they behaved, because of their, their speech, because they were constantly murmuring and complaining and never giving God the credit that was due him and never talking to him and telling him how much they love him. Instead, they were always murmuring against one another. So, so even the Hebrew writer in chapter 3, verse 17 says that God was angry with them for 40 years. Oh, man. I mean, it's one thing to have God angry with you for a day, but can you imagine that God uh, said they made God angry for 40 years and they weren't, uh, and, and they were the ones, the Bible says, that God led out of Egypt. But you know what? That first generation never even got to see the blessing of God. Why? Because they displeased God. See, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, for this good news, this is the good news, that God was prepared, that he prepared a place of rest. 
and has been announced to us just as it was to them. See, in the Old Testament, he announced a place of rest for them, just like he's announcing to us that in him we can find our rest. But it did them no good because they didn't believe what God had told them. Think about that. They didn't believe. So here's the thing. Do you believe? Are you willing to believe what God says? The Lord is not pleased when we don't exercise faith. When we don't exercise the faith, he, the faith that he gave us, we let the enemy literally run over us. And that displeases him. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the author and the, what? The finisher of our faith. And so many believers in Christ, uh, you know, wait to develop faith in the arena of difficulty. In other words, they wait for something bad to happen. And then they think, oh, now I should have faith. When, and how many times have we said things like, man, I guess I just don't have enough faith. Or, or I just don't really have what it takes. What a slap in the face of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells us that he's given us all the faith we need. He said, Jesus said, if you have the faith that's a grain of mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and it would be done. So, you know, we shouldn't be telling him how unworthy we are. We shouldn't be telling him that we don't deserve healing or we don't deserve deliverance when he's already made a way, when he's already provided the faith necessary in order for us to walk in it. He's already made the way. And he's calls you and I to walk in a way of excellence, to live out his love to a loveless world. That's the call of God to us. So think about it for a moment. If we're lacking in faith, it's because we don't really understand the depth of the love that God has for us. You know, he wants us to live out his love and we live out his love by walking in faith. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it declares, we are, we are to declare that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. So think about that. So as we go through our day today, and as we go through uh, these moments of life, ask yourself a couple of questions. If I understand what Ephesians is telling us in chapter 2, verse 10, it says that we're, we are to go around declaring that we are the workmanship of God. We're not to go around declaring that we're not good enough or that we don't have enough faith or that we just can't make it. That ought not to be. So here's, here's what I want to conclude with. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you right now to think with me. What's your confession been like lately? Has it been, has it been man, I'm a person of faith. I'm moving in faith. I'm believing in faith. I'm trusting God. I'm living out the things God. God loves me. And because God loves me, I can love others. And no matter what goes on in my life, or am I living my life out right now in such a way that it says, man, you know what? I don't really know who I am anymore. I'm troubled by the things I see and I can't move. I, I, I'm frozen in my tracks. If that's you, if that's you, then I'm going to ask you to do something with me this morning. I'm going to ask you to, to, to repent. Why? Well, the Bible says, the Bible says, if we recognize that we've not done right, to go to the Father and repent of it. So let's go to the Father today and let's just say, Lord, you know what? I know that I've, 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 I've confessed that I'm not walking in faith. I've confessed that I'm not living out my faith the way I should. And instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin, starting right now, 
I'm going to begin to turn that around. And I'm going to begin to change the way I speak, the way I act, the way I conduct my life. So, Father, right now we come to you and we believe, Lord, that you're able. We believe, God, that, that your word is true. Forgive us, God, of, of not letting the word really live in our hearts to know that we are, in fact, your workmanship, created, created in Christ Jesus. What you did for us, God, changes everything. So I'm just asking you today, God, would you touch my heart? Would you touch my life? Would you change us? Those that are listening right now, those that are watching me right now, Father, I just ask you today, let them begin to see, to understand, and to know what it is that you have for them. Because God, you have given them the measure of faith they need. Your love has been extended to them. You loved us even when we were yet sinners, you loved us and you died for us. So God, I pray today, let that become a reality in the hearts and the lives of your people. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I believe that if you prayed that prayer, I believe God has changed it. He, he hit the reset button on your life and things are different now. Tomorrow, we're going to continue this talk on this aspect of understanding the love of God and how God's love works in us. And I'm going to ask you, if you will, to join with me again as we look out living out the love of Jesus tomorrow. God bless you and have a great day.